Morning all, Wednesday, January 25, the Big Sports Breakfast on Sky Sports Radio and a very good morning to you wherever and however you are listening on Australia Day Eve, public holiday tomorrow and uh, in here we'll we'll be off, we'll be back on Friday but uh, just reading here, there's going to be an unofficial trial so we're just over five weeks till the start of the 2023 NRL season and uh, Manly are going to host the Dragons at Brookvale on Saturday, an unofficial trial, but uh, a pre-season challenge. $100,000 up for grabs was confirmed in a statement by the NRL yesterday. Uh, last night in the Big Bash, well, the Renegades ensured they go through to the finals with a six-wicket victory over the Adelaide Strikers. Aaron Finch in pretty good form, uh, player of the match after he clubbed 70-odd uh, the other day. Got 63 not out. And the strikers are out after that defeat. And in the Australian Open last night, we saw Stefanos Zitsipas through after he beat Yuri Lehechka in straight sets. Although he had a bit of a moment late in the match where uh, he knocked the ball back into the advertising boarding at the back and uh, brought back memories of Novak Djokovic a couple of years ago at the US Open when he hit a ball kid and... uh, well, he was chucked out of the tournament as a result, and he came pretty close there. Zitsi passed to potentially suffering the same fate, but he's through to the final four, along with Karen Kachanov. And also in the women's, Victoria Azarenka went through, and as did Alina Rybakina. But, uh, Pup, morning to you, mate. How are you this morning, what day is it? Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. Morning, Loz. Morning to our listeners, yeah. Uh, some good tennis once again. Um, Plenty of BBL in the background for me last night. Good to see Finchie making runs. Um, hasn't made a decision on his international T20 career. Um, obviously retired from the one-dayers. But, yeah, he wanted to play this BBL before um, working out whether he was going to keep playing or retire from international T20 cricket. But he's in some good form now, which is which is nice to see. But, um, uh, just, again, watching the tennis last night... I still think Djokovic, Djokovic Loz is, is a class above what I'm seeing. Yeah, morning, boys. I think you're right. Um, he said after that game against Demonor that he didn't feel his hamstring. He's fit. He's ready to go. And from what I saw in that game, he was just dynamic. He just made every shot uh, look so easy. But you look at guys like Sitsipas, um, got plenty of ability. They're going through... Um, you know these 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 group games winning. I just don't know whether they've got the class to beat Djokovic. Mm. I think he's going to have have to have an off day. Yeah, agree. For them to beat him, he's still at the top of his game. He's still a, still a superstar. Um, and I know these other guys are young, and you know they're getting the experience under their under their wings now. You know by playing in quarterfinals and. Semi-finals, but I just don't know whether they'll be good enough when it comes to the crunch. He's a dollar thirty-seven, Djokovic. We tap to win it, rightly so. Yeah, he, fair enough. Who's to... honestly who's beating him? It's right. only if his body falls apart. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that yeah. was the big question mark, wasn't it? You know, we mm. all thought he had a hamstring injury, but we've seen this in the past where he's had injuries and he's able to able to overcome them. But he just. Looks better and better every time you see him. He's not like a guy that gets old mm. and you can see signs in their game that's falling like away. They look slower or yeah. they're not as accurate as they were or something goes in their game. Mm. He, he just looks the same. Like, I know I give him a serve, but he's on the verge of winning his 10th Australian Open. That is extraordinary. I mean, 
what, what's, all the sideshow yeah. aside, he is incredible. Freak of a player. Yeah. What, what what's the ideal build you reckon for a for a tennis player? Like oh, you, you like the tall ones, don't you? Yeah, I, I try. But I look like you look like you try and look now at if you're a youngster coming up. Like I think in all sport, if I think of cricket for example, a cricketer is a lot fitter and stronger. Um, in a number of areas than even when I first started. Not, and fitness has always been massive to me. But, you know, even some of the tests you do now, like I, 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 w- I never ran like they run. We never we never did weights, for example. Like when I played, I was, a, I was 74, 75 kilos. Where now I'm 84 kilos. Yeah. And I think I'm... I'd still like to be, if I was playing for Australia now, I'd probably like to be this weight. Mm. So I wonder as a tennis player, and again, you look at someone like Serena Williams. He's big, powerful, strong. You know, is that, if you're a youngster looking up to someone like Serena, is that the build you want to be, to be as strong and powerful as you can? Or is it, you know, look at Djokovic's, how lean is he? Lean, but they're fit. They're so fit. They're and he's got so much power as well. And... Just the ability to, um, you know, last long distances mm. in games and matches, but yet the speed that you need to cover the court in short, sharp bursts, yeah, or go up and back across the court, um, you know. But you're on your feet. You could be on your feet for four, five hours, six hours in some cases, in a game of tennis. Not not only is that draining physically, but Mentally, Mentally as well. And then back up and then, two days yeah. later. Start a game at you got to go again. 10 o'clock at night yep. or something like that. Yep. Whatever happens in the past is gone. If you've just got to focus on the present. And you can imagine mm-hmm. how sore your body would be. You would think at 35, I think Djokovic is. Yeah, he is. Hmm. Well, you know, to go through yeah, it all the time for yeah. so many years, I suppose they you know, get used to it, but mm. still... You've got to look after your body, and that's the other. That's sport. again, you use that word. Use that word, greatness. I think longevity is a massive part of that. You know, the fact you can do it uh, week after week through a season, but then season after season, like Djokovic's record is phenomenal. The fact he, you know, yeah, he's had some injuries, but he hasn't missed that much tennis. All of those through guys, his career, Federer, Federer Nadal, yeah, yeah, all of those guys that have played yeah. for a long period of time. Yeah, you just got to take your hat off to them. Can you see Kyrgios? Nick Kyrgios being that long term, like is, nah, is he? Nah. Is he still? Is he still playing at thirty five? No, I'd be no way in the world. Yeah, no. I, I, he's I, in and out. I would never say to one. Yeah, I would never say. <laughs> I would never say he couldn't win a Grand Slam because I think he's talented enough and he's yeah. been to a final of a Grand Slam before. But I don't think he could beat well, Djokovic down in a final. I, I don't think he could beat Djokovic in a final. I think he's capable of beating him in. The early rounds of a of a uh, tournament, but no, nah, I, I couldn't see him having longevity in the career at all. On the text line and uh, fire them in zero four one nine seven six seven two seven two. Morty boys, did you hear the Zitzy Pass post match interview last night? Yet he'll be a crowd favourite for many years to come after that when playing in Australia. Well, he basically he put out a call to hopefully one day meet Margot Robbie. There you go. He said one of his favourite favorite actresses actually comes from Australia. We'd better head over to the States. So uh, <laughs> she's, she's here for about three minutes. <laughs> and then she'll be gone again. Yeah. And uh, he would, just wouldn't said, be too many people that wouldn't want to meet her, I would no, imagine. I wouldn't at all. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, 
He said, uh, yeah, he said he wanted to be crystal clear. Absolutely, he wants to meet her. There you go. So that was his post-match interview last night, but he's through to the final four. Uh, Loz, what do you make of this pre-season challenge? So 18 clubs will be involved. It will include St. Helens as well. Uh, so clubs have a chance to win 100 grand under a point system over two weeks, over the two trials for each club, two official trials. Uh, so 12 points allocated for a win, six if it's a draw, and there's bonus points. So you can get a bonus point for scoring five or more tries, making five or more line breaks, or achieving 10 or more offloads. So the maximum any team can get in their one match is 15 points. And for that first trial, squads are capped at 28. And for the second trial, or the second week of them, 26 in a squad allowed. Well, obviously they want to make the pre-season games a bit more meaningful and a bit more entertaining. Um, and, you know, I don't mind innovation in these type of circumstances. Um, I don't know whether it'll make it more um, interesting or, or more competitive because I know coaches, what they're aiming to do is just have their teams ready to go in round one. Um, I know when they always had the pre-season challenges in the past, um, you know, it was seen as a competition that you wanted to win, but the coaches didn't put all their eggs into the one basket. It was all about the start of the competition and having yourself ready to go in round one. So I, I think the fact that they're televised, I think the fact that they're limiting the squads, I think, to 18 players. Uh, you know, you see trials these days where you have, you know, up to 30 players being used. Well, it's 18 for the World Club Challenge. Oh, World Club Challenge, yeah, is it? Yeah, yeah, for the World right. Club Challenge. But the other two trials there, yeah, 28 yeah. for the first week, 26 for 26 the second. 26 for the second mm. week. So um, you'll still have players running on and off. And I, I think any time you can get these games to be a bit more interesting, a bit more competitive, um, you know, so be it, but I, I still think in the back of the mind, the clubs will be thinking more about game one. They're not thinking about that $100,000 purse that you possibly could win. And, and they're not going to go out there and play more attractive football because there's $100,000 on the line. They're going out there to play to the system and structures that they've practised in the preseason. Was it the old World Sevens laws at the Parramatta Stadium? Back in the day, back uh, in the... that was ninety eight was uh, eighty eight was the first one at Parramatta yeah. Stadium. Went for and then a few they years, it. didn't it? Yeah, then they changed it to the Footy Stadium. Okay, yeah. But the first one, I think we made the final in eighty eight. Pretty sure we did. I think was South it was it, one. What, what was it like playing in? Oh, was it? Because it was great. Because still it was, very much preseason. Well, it was, but you Your enjoyed doing it. Well, you enjoyed doing it tested. because you got out of training. Yeah, basically, it, it, and and you trained a bit that week for the sevens, you played the sevens, um, it was football, you were getting uh, contact, you know, you get bored in pre-season, by the end of it you've had enough, you just want to get out there and play, and you can do opposed sessions, but they're not the same, well certainly in our day it wasn't the same as getting out there and playing a trial or a sevens game against opposition that you really didn't know that well. You've got pressure as well, like the, the pressure of winning versus losing. It's like us having yeah. a centre wicket against each other. You might be facing great bowlers because you're facing these, yeah. you know, your own attack, but even if you get that compared to a club game, I'd take a club game yeah. any day of the week because you've got that pressure. If you nick it, you're out. You've yeah. got to walk off the field. Yeah. You know, you know. If you make a mistake in a game of 
football, yeah. a try can be scored That's against exactly you, right. whereas at training, it doesn't really no, mean it's a anything different feeling, to you. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Agree. Yeah, you're right. You got beat by Souths in the final. In Souths in the final, yeah, I thought so. Hmm. I remember one year we played Fiji at the footy stadium. and Had some I, gas? Oh, I had some gas. I, I, they, I, I, was, I think I was playing on the left wing. I was playing on the left wing because I remember one of the players got the ball and I thought, oh, I'll show him the sideline and I'll just do a side-on tackle. <laughs> Mate, showed him all right. Showed him all right. He just burnt me. <laughs> I went, wow, this guy's fast. <laughs> this guy's fast. And then the next time he got the ball, I reckon I showed him about only two metres yeah. of the sideline. Uh-uh. I didn't show him six or ten metres of the sideline. Learned your lesson. I learned my lesson very quickly. Back pages of The Telegraph and The Australian, $40 million hotspot. Critics are wasting energy. Cummins is the headline there in the Australian Cummins. Stop bagging green passion. So uh, the Australian captain, Pat Cummins, has spoken to Robert Craddock in the News Corp press. And, uh, well, he's just described as complete rubbish as he's opened up on, well, the criticism that he copped where, you know, the idea at the time that he had a big say in Cricket Australia cutting ties with Linter Energy, a sponsorship that was said to be worth $40 million. And he just says, look, it's one of those moments you've got to live with people's opinions, that he's not doing things to please absolutely everyone. And it just really doesn't bother him. And uh, he just, again, reiterated, he's not going to completely leave his values at the door. So, uh, again, I guess, pup, new generation stuff, isn't it? Stuff that you, I'm sure, as captain, you wouldn't have probably gone down that path, but uh, different era. Yeah, I, I think players have always been entitled to... Uh, make their own decisions around their own personal sponsors. Um, But yeah, through my time, we were never, there was never a conversation with James Sutherland Sutherland and myself or Mike McKenna, who was um, head of marketing at the time in regards to what sponsors Cricket Australia was going to go and sign. You know, we had a number of sponsors. I think at one stage we had 26 Cricket Australia. So, you know, part of your contract was you got to go and do marketing for them. You might be on a billboard, you might do a TVC, you might um, have to turn up and, um, you know, do an activation with, with kids or parents or whatever it was. They they did the deal and you did as you told. That was part of your, your contract. Um, but, yeah, like a lot of things now, I think there's um, – Obviously, a lot more freedom and room to to voice your opinion on on, on some of those things. Um, you know, I, I remember it, there was a there was a I think it was Kentucky Fried Chicken. I think that was our, one of our major sponsors for T Twenty or something. And a couple of players didn't want to um, didn't want to be linked to that um, because of, because of the type of food, and they were very keen on a on an extremely healthy lifestyle. And um, you know, that was the first conversation I can remember any of the players having um, with Cricket Australia about, you know, what they do want to do or not want to do around the marketing side of things. But, yeah, I think at that stage, your players just were told pretty much if you if you want to be paid by the companies or if you want your Cricket Australia contract to be the amount it is, then, you know, if the company wants you, you go and do it. I'll have a Zinger combo. I certainly gravy. wasn't saying no to the KFC yeah. thing. All in moderation, <laughs> you know. I could do a Zinger right now. It's a sign of the times, though, isn't it? It, yeah, it sounds it really like is. players want to be included in every decision that's made now in any sporting organisation. Well, it's just political statements as a whole, isn't it? Uh, these days, yep. the players, what we see. I think we're going to get used to it. I think exactly this, is, right. this is the path we're going down. It's not. Yep. Go, they're not going to go backwards from no, doing exactly it now. Right. Probably the main political issue you were probably faced with, Clarky, was Zimbabwe, I guess, probably at the time. 
to go or not to, to go? To go or not to go? Yeah, I think Stuart McGill didn't go I at was one a, stage. I was, I due went, to the Mugabe regime, obviously. I went. To, I was a part of the one-day series. I wasn't a part of the test series. So I think McGill pulled out um, – was there one other player that might have pulled out of the te- – Oh, Mitchell the, Johnson? Actually, no, it wasn't Mitchell. It was before Mitchell's time. But I don't think the test matches actually went ahead. No, I, I think you're I right. I think McGill pulled just out. Just some but, one days. But then they ended up getting canned, and then we still went for um, for the one-day series. And I think I still think there was a couple of players out of that one-day series that mm. didn't go as well. But, yeah, I, I, again, I was, I was very – I was a baby then. Um, I, I think a lot of – you got a lot of good, a lot of good people and experts around you when you're playing sport at the highest level. So, you know, we would have conversations around every Indian trip or uh, Sri Lanka, Pakistan, um, like you say, Zimbabwe, and and you've got people and experts that are reporting back to Cricket Australia to let you know if it is safe or if it's not safe. And my theory, my personal theory, was always these guys are in this world every single day. So if they are saying it's safe to go then I'm happy to go. If they're saying, you know, you shouldn't go, then I was happy to take their advice as well. And and that didn't matter um, what country it was. If, it, if the experts are saying, we believe it's safe enough and they put all the things in place, then I just back that judgment because it's, it's very hard mm. to sit here from a distance when you're not in something every single day and keeping an eye on it to... For me, I found it hard to make that decision, so I just backed whatever they thought was best for the team. Um, Rightio, we're going. Let's go. And ideally, you want the whole team to go, but you also understand and respect that everyone's at different stages of their lives. Some people are, you know, are studying and monitoring this a lot more than others as well. So I think that freedom needs to be there. Like to play cricket for Australia, it's it's an invitation. You get a contract. You don't need to sign it. You know, every tour. There's a, there's, there's a tour contract. You don't have to go if you don't want to. You give somebody else the opportunity. Mm. Um, so you make your decision and, yeah, I think. But 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 one thing I've always said about the sponsorship the sponsorship stuff, um, if you want the money, you've got to do the work. Uh, tough little cookie has a field day on the back page of the Daily Telegraph as well in, in I guess, talking about political statements. Ash Gardner uh, Criticised Cricket Australia for scheduling a 2020 international between Australia and Pakistan on Australia Day tomorrow. And uh, yesterday she was part of the side which uh, will smash Pakistan in the first T20 international. Pace bowler Megan Schutt took five for 15 from her four overs there at North City Oval as the Aussies beat Pakistan by eight wickets with 38 balls remaining in that match. And uh, Schutt described her teammate Ash Gardner as a tough little cookie as she's copped plenty of criticism for her remarks on uh, well, all the regular, I guess, uh, media channels for her uh, comments there the other day. Also, back page of the City Morning Herald, a whole new ball game. So the ball was unveiled in spectacular fashion. Uh, well, it was taken via helicopter across the city, a giant football, soccer ball, and uh, eventually planted over, I think, near Bondi somewhere as, uh, well, the countdown to the Women's World Cup later this year firmly underway, one of the big sporting events, and great to have it here in Australia here later this year. But this other story in the back page of the Herald, no Australian plan for above-waist tackle ban. So the Rugby Football Union, the governing body of English rugby, has announced plans to lower the legal tackle height to the waist in, well, third-level competition, so down to the amateur game. So in amateur rugby union in the UK, can only tackle below the waist, which is 
I, I mean, that is just over-the-top laws, impractical, not how contact sport works, particularly in rugby or rugby league. I mean, how, where does this end? Well, I don't know where it ends, but this is the start of it because we know the impact that head injuries are um, you know, creating. Um, you know, There's stories around the world about the implications of if you suffer too many head injuries, the impact that you, you have later on in life. Um, we saw what happened over there in America with American football being sued. Um, and obviously organisations are, are very concerned about the impact it may have on their sport uh, going forward with litigation. Um, the thing about playing you know, contact sports is that it's going to be very difficult just to continue to tackle around the waist <laughs> because there's certain situations that's just unavoidable. Well, in rugby too, it's all about body height. As players get close to the try line mm. and they get their body height down, or you, how, how are you going to get in under a big fella, get him by the waist, and stop him from scoring a try? I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. Well, that's the problem, Mitter. I don't know whether they've thought it through. I don't oh. know whether there's any difference if you're running upright compared to if you bend over. Mm. You know, what are you supposed to do if someone's going in low to score a try? Just let, Just them, let go them go. Over. Yeah. Just, oh, well, I can't tackle Grand them. final, can't game on the you. line. There you go, mate. Yeah. Or yours. And I, I know it's only the lower level, but Touch. in theory, go it's good. Oz take. But practically how they're going to do it.